This morning we hear the words of the prophet Isaiah, uh, one of the largest prophet books in the Bible. And it's, he's a prophet who speaks of judgment at times, judgment against God's people. But he also speaks of restoration and salvation. We turn all the way to the 65th chapter. This is what the Lord says. As when juice is still found in a cluster of grapes, and people say, don't destroy it, there is still a blessing in it. So I will do in behalf of my servants. I will not destroy them all. I will bring forth descendants from Jacob and from Judah, those who will possess my mountains. My chosen people will inherit them, and there will my servants live. Sharon will become a pasture for flocks, and the valley of Achor a resting place for herds, for my people who seek me. Now you know it's going to happen at home. That banana is going to get one more spot, and then another spot. Then you're going to look at it and say, ah, you know, I, I think it's past its prime. And you think, well, we should, we should throw them out. Oh, maybe I'll make banana bread. So you leave them a couple more days, and then they get even more spots. And then you haven't made banana bread, and you think, well... I'm not going to make banana bread this week, but I'll freeze them. So you open the freezer drawer, and there's a whole pile of frozen bananas that have never turned into banana bread. Or, or you buy one of those packages of the big carrots, the long carrots, and you make a recipe, and then you think, well, I'm going to have carrots later. But somehow those carrots find their way all the way to the back of the crisper. They're hidden behind lettuce and, and broccoli, and they just get hard as a rock back there. And eventually, somebody has to clean out the fridge and throw them away. Or maybe you uh, go grocery shopping, bring all the fresh groceries home, and you go to put them in the fridge, and it, the fridge is full of all those little containers of leftovers, and you can't even get the fresh food in because the leftovers are everywhere. And, you know, you thought we were going to have a leftover night. Then you got to that night, and everyone's like, I don't want leftovers. Isaiah gives us this image, this image of a cluster of grapes, just, just a bunch, just a cluster. It's not, it's not a whole vineyard of grapes. It's, it's not even a whole vine of grapes. It's just, just a cluster. But people are saying, don't destroy it. There's still blessing in it. They're thinking, is it worth, you know, getting out the wine press, pressing just this small cluster of grapes and, and then straining them and everything we have to go through. It's, it's not harvest time. There's just, just this small cluster of grapes. But there's still, still blessing in it. That's what Isaiah is saying. You know, it's like when there's still juice found in a cluster of grapes and people say, don't destroy it. There's still a blessing in it. So I will do in behalf of my servants. I will not destroy them all. But this sermon isn't about fruits and vegetables. It's about us, you and I. Because sometimes we can feel like the banana that's left hanging. We can feel like the carrots in the back of the drawer. We can 
feel spent. Has anyone ever felt spent? Just, just I mean, you've had it. Maybe, maybe at work you're spent. You just can't take one more email, one more phone call, just not. One more person asked me to do something. I'm, I'm on my last nerve here. You're just done. Sometimes we even wake up and we're already done. The day hasn't even started. Or maybe you're in a season where everybody's asking you for everything and there's things you want to do, but you never get to them because you have to do everything for everybody else. Or maybe you've been in a season of surgery or, or illness and you're just over it. We as human beings can become empty. The end of our rope spent. Or maybe it's just winter, right? You know, winter, it's not been a bad winter, but it's still winter. It's not, it's not spring. It's not summer. There's no flip-flops. You know, Groundhog Day is halfway through winter, halfway between the, the winter solstice and the spring equinox. It has more to do than just the rodent. That's the halfway mark. So we're deep in the winter. What do they call it? They call it the dead of winter, right? They don't call it the life of winter. No, it's the dead of winter. We as human beings so easily can just get spent, tired, worn down. But we have a God who sees what remains in us, not what is spent. And if you don't hear anything else as I keep talking this morning, I want you to hear that. We as human beings focus on how tired we are, how, how much we've given, how spent we are, but God sees us differently. He sees what remains, not what is spent. Thanks be to God for that. And that makes all the difference. And not only does he see what remains in us, he stands ready to bless it. In that cluster of grapes, just a little bit of juice, but there was still blessing in it. God stands ready to bless what remains in us. And I was thinking not just about fruits, vegetables, and us, but the church, the church today, because we all know church isn't what it used to be. But it's not important that church isn't what it used to be. Is church what God wants it to be? That's the question. We all know there used to be more people in just about every church. That's been a trend for years. And then, then the pandemic seemed to, to accelerate it. You know, people just maybe just got out of the habit of going to church or suddenly coming together with a lot of people in one room seemed to be a bad thing when it was always a good thing. There's so many churches around us that have just a handful, just a handful of people. And here even we can, we can sometimes, you know, lament that church isn't what it used to be. But I was struck a couple of weeks ago, uh, you know, the struggles of church are always real, and we had, we had no heat in our education wing, so we called the contractors to come in, and they're, they're working, and the one guy, he, was, he said, this is amazing. I, I, you never want to hear that when, when the heat's not working, right? Or, or our doctors say, I've never seen anything like this before, but he said, this is amazing. This church has so many people in it, and I'm like, you know, I'm a human being. I'm a pastor. All I'm thinking of, there's no heat. 
That's what I'm focused on. I'm, I'm focusing, focused on what's wrong. And he says, there's kids in this church. They're the daycare and the preschool were still moving around and Meals on Wheels is over there now. So they were cooking. So the church smelled wonderful. And he says, we go into so many churches. You know, these little old churches have little old boilers. And he says, they're closed up all week. They're just shut up. But they have to fix that little old boiler for the hour on Sunday morning when they worship. He said, it's so good to see a church serving the community. And I said, well, we, we try to do our best, but sometimes that's why the heat goes out because everything wears out. But he saw it different than me. I was focused on what was wrong. I was focused on what, what wasn't working, what was spent. And it's so easy to do that as human beings, but he saw what was good. That's the way God sees us, and that's the way I believe God sees the church. He doesn't see what, what isn't there. He sees what is there. And all we're called to do is to be faithful, to remain faithful to God until he comes again. So God's promise is that he will see in you and I and in the church not what is spent, but what remains. And he will stand ready to bless it. And that's just... That's just the Old Testament God. But we come to this table here at the table of Jesus Christ. Not only will God bless what's left in us, but he will fill us. That's the promise of Jesus Christ. Then when we are empty, when we're at the end of our rope, when we are done, we come back to this table. Here at the table, we we are filled. And you know, it's been our custom for the last couple of years because of everything that's going on to have these, these little cups sealed. Does anybody pour this size a cup at home? You know, if you do, I probably don't want to know about it. But, but someone went out of the last service and said, well, cough syrup. I said, okay, well, that's a good, you know, it's like a cough syrup. But we, don't, we, we pour a big glass of water, right? We, we pour a cup of coffee in the morning. or I, I do iced tea. I have a quart jar that I fill up with iced tea. We don't, we don't pour something this small at home because we're thirsty. But here in Jesus Christ, it doesn't matter the human ounces. It matters the power of God. That's why it's just a little taste, because here we just get a little taste of, of the love of God through Jesus Christ. And we have a little piece of bread. You know, we, anybody put this small piece of bread in the toaster in the morning? No, no. I don't think you'd ever get it out. It's like one of those crumbs that comes out of the bottom of the toaster. But it doesn't matter the size of it, the bread. It matters the size of our God that God not only stands ready to bless what remains in us, but here at the table, he will fill us. It's why we come back again and again to the table because life wears us out, life drains us, and we come here to be filled. So when you have that small cup of juice and bread in your, in your hand, think about where you are, how empty are you? And know that God sees the blessing that's in you. And God is ready to fill you. Let us pray. Almighty God, we come to this table. 
We come in awe and wonder of the mystery of your suffering, death, and resurrection. And we come to be filled because that's the God you are. So pour out your Holy Spirit, O God. Pour out your Holy Spirit upon each and every one of us gathered here. Pour out your Holy Spirit upon these small cups of juice and sealed cups of bread. Make the juice and bread be for us the body of Christ so that we might be transformed. We might be filled and made whole. We might become the body of Christ in the world today. Come and make us whole. Come and make us one. One with you and one with each other and one in ministry to all the world until that glorious day when Christ comes and we feast at this table forever and ever. In the name of Jesus Christ, we come. Amen.